Alright, what's going on everybody? It is Chris back with another episode of Should I Play That? What's going on everybody? I have I have Rod and James in the building uh, for another episode, episode 31. Rod, James, how you doing? What's going on? Uh, you know, the same old, same old uh, drowning as usual in video games, um, you know, enjoying life or trying to in the meantime, mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. very excited to be uh, to be doing episode 31. Wow. Yeah. I am ready to get back to shooting more things, but I'm here for you and you guys listening. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I want to highlight something real quick. You know, I, I, I told myself last week I wasn't saying something about it, but we had a jam-packed episode last week, episode 30. We had Herb on the show. Uh, if you haven't listened to it yet, go ahead and uh, check it out. You know, wherever you're listening to this podcast now, it's just the previous episode. Uh, episode 30, Dirty 30s. Um, we also have the discussion of just music and gaming on YouTube. So if you wanted to just, you know, listen to that particular section, we have it on the YouTube channel. And um, like I said, you know, we've been we've been hyping this up for a while. We're going to start putting out more things on the YouTube channel. Uh, so definitely check it out. Subscribe. Like our stuff. You, you, you know what these YouTubers be saying. You got to ring, the- oh, yeah, go ring the bell for the notifications. You know, smash that like button. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. I smelled, that, that felt good saying that. <laughs> God damn. Really good stuff. But yeah, definitely check that stuff out. But um, I, you know, it's... Uh, oh, I guess when this episode comes out, it's what? Going to be September 27th. But, you know, we had the faithful day of September, was it September 20th or 21st? I think it was the uh, 21st. 21st. 21st, where we had the raid on Area 51. Y'all, what, how do you feel? What do you, are you surprised, uh, you know, people actually went out and, you know, went to this event? Like, what do you, I just want to get you guys' thoughts on it. Uh, James, Rod, how'd you, how'd you feel about it? At this point, nothing surprises me anymore. I knew some people were going to go. I expected a bit more than what we got, but I mean, it's cool. Shout out to like the 100, 200 that showed up. That's crazy. <laughs> like, what else were you doing? <laughs> I I don't know if I have anything about that. I Come just, on, right? Come on, on it, man. It's man, my, I'm going to bring the whole room down, so I, I don't real. even know. Let's hear it. I'm curious. I mean, really, these people are. I'm surprised that they were not all killed on site. Honestly, like if you if you're if you're trying to raid quote unquote raid a government facility, that is probably not a good idea. Just put it like for the memes. Is that what kids say nowadays for the memes? Like. I, I don't know. Like the one gif of that guy, like running Naruto, running like across the, sc- the news report screen. Okay, cool. Can, we, can I stop you right there, real sure. quick, just for that? Sure. Yeah. I just want to say I'm not trying to break rain on anybody's parade, but the Naruto run is the Sonic run. Let's just just put it out there. Stole that from Sonic. Just saying. Continue. Nah, nah, nah fam. That's a Naruto run. No. Sonic's <laughs> been running like that forever. <laughs> Go back to Sonic Adventure right now. Look at it. Same run. <laughs> Naruto wasn't around yet. Yeah, because because Sonic is doing the Naruto run. Exactly. Why, why you said it. Hi, Chris. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what's funny, Rod? You know, I 
I expected sort of that response. I didn't know that you were going to go straight there because that was my response to the whole area. <laughs> just, <laughs> just was... <laughs> straight to death and murder. Because <laughs> here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing about it is that I feel like I mean I mean apparently only a hundred people showed up, so you know the millions of people that joined the page have some sort of sense. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the the people that showed up, like they they must have never played Call of Duty growing up. They they do clearly don't remember playing those levels. We had to control that was it the AC uh, thirty gunship. Yeah, that had the three options of shooting. You had the machine gun, the twenty five millimeter. You had that forty millimeter that you know took out crowds. And then you had the one hundred five millimeter that just decimated. And mm-hmm. after like thirty seconds, you get that you know that uh, that person on the radio. All right, enemy's clear. What's next? Jeez. Yeah, I, it was a joke that people like really took pretty far. So I, I mean, yeah, sure. If it's harmless, as long if people were talking about it, that's one thing. But like, you, people have to be careful. They really do. I um, mean, the, one of the commanders said, like, as long as you don't cross that barrier, you're good. You can come and look. You can hang out outside the gate, but you cross that line, it's a wrap. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't know. It, it's it, it's a weird, you know, fourth wall moment where like it just seems like the the <laughs> insanity of the Internet just kind of crosses over into real life. And it just is as odd and and nonsensical as you would think it would be. Um, it, but, yeah, that that's my thought, I guess. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> Next year is going to be a con waiting for it. Calling it right now. <laughs> and, and you know what? I think like maybe I think it was like a couple weeks ago where it seemed like they canceled the event and said that they were turning it into like a con, which I thought that's what the people that showed up were doing. Like they're there for like, you know, to I don't know. I, don't, I, I really don't know. But um, I don't know. That's good for them. I'm glad nothing crazy happened yeah. at the end of the day. That's that's what matters. The, the alien, gotta, the alien meme I enjoy is Lil Mayo. He's kind of funny. Lil Mayo? Yeah. Yeah, his name is L-I-L space M-A-Y-O. <laughs> I don't know that one. I don't think. Oh, I, I will have to definitely send you Lil Mayo. Yeah, he's is like that... a little... He, huh? I'm sorry? Go ahead. He's like a little alien who dances around and drinks and parties and skates. Is that his name? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, the okay. one in... Okay, the, the silver one? Yeah. Uh, he's like he might brown. be silver now. Oh, I thought he was green. Well, we got three different colors going on. Oh, wow. okay. okay. <laughs> Is he doing like the cutting dance? That one, the one they play uh, like Lucy Vert. He might be in that one. He, yeah, he. Well, yeah, that's the thing is that he. I think his primary thing is Instagram, and he has other social medias, but like that's the big one. And he always is like just he has music play. Like it's usually newer like hip hop music that will be playing in the background, and he actually legitimately goes to like clubs and things and and. And does thing. I mean, it's a. I think we're, we're all we're all talking about three different aliens because I think uh, yeah. James, you're talking about that one alien that's doing like the tut. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, okay. this alien. Okay. Yeah. See, mine might be a little old because I think he's been around for a while. Oh, he is brown. You're right. Why did I think he was green? Okay, so I think yeah. So both of us were talking about the same thing. Okay. <laughs> I'm on the yes. now. But yeah, so the memes. I mean, that's that's what it's about. It's just you know, the, getting new memes to uh, you know distract us from the real life things that are going on in the world. So wait, but you know what else distracts us from real life things going on in the world? Uh oh. What? Video games. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to go ahead and talk about what we've been playing. And if this is the first time you listen to our podcast, what we like doing at the very beginning is just doing like a summary of what we've been playing uh, as of late, you know, week to week. Um, so with that, we're going to start off with James. James, what you been playing? I have been lost in the Borderlands for the last week, and I am completely fine with it. Okay. This, um, I'm finally understanding the looter shooter loop, because I think I, I enjoyed finally. Okay, so let me let me explain the history real quick. Borderlands one, I just kind of played it for the co-op. Uh, Borderlands two, also I would say, but it, between the time of two and three, I jumped into Diablo three, and I think that's where like the idea of gearing yourself up for the fastest runs and that sort of thing really began to click with me. So now that I can take what I learned from Diablo and apply it to Borderlands, I, I see, I understand now. Like it's gone from carefully watching my step to make sure I don't like get sniped from afar to just like putting on a light show of bullets and lightning and and nuclear explosions. Cause why not? So like I, I feel like I finally like I've I've hit the point, I've hit the peak of a looter shooter, and it feels really good. I'm saying it's, not, it's nothing but downhill from here, so I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. I'm, I'm riding this plateau, okay? I got three okay. more characters to go. I'm good. Yeah, that's, I'm good. That's, that's good. So overall, like narratively, did it deliver on what the producers were saying that the story was going to deliver on in terms oh. of just presenting like a sense of uh, purpose and meaning to everything? <laughs> okay. I, I was good. Ouch. I, good until you said purpose. <laughs> Ah, uh, damn. Gotcha. Okay, so mild spoilers for Borderlands 3. I'm not going to get into any specific story beats, but I am oh, going to sure. go with my biggest gripe against this game. I was going to say, oh, shit, we're dropping spoilers already. All right. Oh, no, no, I'm not going to drop any spoilers. But the game completely robs you of any sense of accomplishment at every possible turn when it comes to helping out in the story. When it comes to accomplishing your loot and your loadouts, yes. But I really could have just not been here for the story, and it would have played out exactly the same. I want to say the second game played that way, too. Can, can you explain that a little bit? I'm not sure I understand. Okay, so complete. Okay, I've been sent on this quest to stop the Calypsos from doing something terrible. I don't want to spoil, because, you know, I was going to keep it, keep it vague. Doing something terrible. I get there. I complete the quest, I kill the boss that is working for the Calypsos, the Calypsos show up, and the cutscene happens, and I'm not there at all. They are standing in the same room that I was standing in when I killed the boss, and everyone else is there except for me. And so stuff goes down, and I'm sitting here like, so I'm just not going to help? If if they, there's no player agency in the game. It's Mm. just not there. It's really sad. And I guess they didn't need us to be there for certain story beats to happen, mm-hmm. but it's stupid because it's just like, what am I even doing this for? There, everyone's like, you're the best, Vault Hunter. Thanks for being awesome, Vault Hunter. You saved all of our lives, Vault Hunter. And then when it comes time to do work, you're just not around. Hmm. And it's not played for like any sort of introspective laughs or anything like that. It's just no. played completely straight. You literally just don't even exist during the cutscenes. Like. I there's no, you should have been there to help, or you could have done, no. Hmm. Not it, even there. It, does it strike you as being, I mean, this game took like nine years to come out, but like, does it strike you as being rushed or anything? Like, the end? No, it does not feel rushed. Hmm. Um, It feels forced. 
Mm, okay. Like they just kind of didn't know how to end it, so they just ended it. <laughs> or, or they had a vision of what to do, and it just wasn't a good. It didn't play out well. There's like a whole. I'm trying to remember what Star Wars moment it is. I can't remember which movie it is. Original trilogy. Like the moment where no, nope, because I'll spoil it. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> it's it's okay. That trilogy is like thirty years old. You're good. Um, I'm spoiling the story for Borderlands because it plays oh, out very similarly. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, the situation plays out very similarly. Um, A New Hope or Empire Strikes Back? Strikes Back, I believe. Okay, sure. Yeah. But it's just like they they added in this new character, mm-hmm. and she, she ends up like in the spotlight but doesn't mm-hmm. do anything to earn it. Hmm. Like nothing. Okay. There's, no, there's no progression. There's no growth. Like she comes in a brat, leaves a brat. Hmm. See okay. what you what you're telling me. I'm not really surprised because I, all right. So playing Borderlands, Borderlands Two, I feel like I was in a different, you know, like maturity level. Like I was at a different point where mm-hmm. like I could I could play the games, you know, haha, this is funny, you know, and that's what that's what mattered. And then of course like the gameplay was solid, right. but you know, going like I think we said this a couple episodes, going back, you know, uh, Rod and a friend of ours, we they were playing and I jumped in. And we, um, I don't know, like the the jokes just sort of fell flat, and I was like, "Yo, like this this isn't this isn't really all that funny. It's more or less borderline annoying." Now, certain characters like Handsome Jack, I feel like they did a really good job of Handsome Jack, mm-hmm. but everything else just sort of felt weird. So, like coming off of that, and then hearing impressions from other people that you know that played Borderlands Three, they're saying if you've Whatever you felt about Borderlands 2, you can pretty much more or less take that same thing with Borderlands, Borderlands 3. 3. Yeah, I mean, it is more Borderlands. Hmm. So and I feel better, like, worse. Yeah, so that's what I always hear. So hearing you say that, like, last week and this week is, is interesting because that's, that's virtually the sentiment I get from almost everyone else. So it's, I mean, it's gotta be true. It's, there's gotta be truth to that. Right. Um, and, and I feel like if you responded really well to that with certain aspects, then, you know, you know how three is going to play out, you know, more or less. Um, does three give you that sense of finality or like, does it cap off uh, an intended trilogy or does it leave that door open? Doors open. Okay. And I don't know if it's yeah. for like the DLC purposes or for a proper sequel, but I am kind of hoping that they go a bit more back into the story with the, uh, the DLC. Cause I'm, I'm thinking about how they did the, uh, Basically, Borderlands 2.5 with uh, Lilith's raid, and where she becomes the new captain or the new oh, like right. leader. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, they're doing some type of writing here, universe building. She's changing, she's growing. That's good. Mm-hmm. And then it's like they just kind of forgot to do that this time, mm. or they spent all the writers writing that and just didn't didn't put them on three. I don't know. It's really weird. Honestly, if you want good writing, just play the side quests. That stuff's fun. That stuff's funny. Mm. So are there plentiful side quests like in the end game or like what does that loop like at the end? Um you can do most of the story and get to the level cap without playing any um any side quests. I think I have like twenty side missions after the game. Just the stuff that I've skipped along the way. And there's more I haven't even picked up yet. So there's plenty of stuff to do as far as quests are concerned. Um they've introduced Diablo style rifts into the into Borderlands, so you can okay. work on optimizing your builds and finding out the guns that let you complete it the fastest. Like all of that's there too. Mm, okay. 
And I haven't even touched true Vault Hunter mode yet. Um, I'm just kind of going through and getting my other characters up. And I'm, I'm just, I don't care about the story anymore. I got it once. It's fine. Kill the Calypsos. The end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am, I am excited to see what the rest of the side quests play out like. Cause those were fun. And that's where I think I'm going to get to see a lot of the side characters you don't get a lot of time with in the main story. Like a lot oh, of folks okay. are here. Um, Hammerlock's back. Uh, Tina's back, Brick's back, Mordecai's back, but a lot of them feel like they just show up for two missions and then you disappear again. So it's, and and then they show up more in the side missions. You're saying? I would think so. I believe that's what's going to happen. I haven't gotten that far to like to know, but so what's the incentive at that point? Is it like to get more rare guns, like mm-hmm. for your character? Okay, okay, cool. I, I was just curious, like how they they put that. Um, like fish on the hook, you know. A lot of with, with a lot of these games, at the end of them, they'll say like with Destiny. Um, that's a right. good example of when you finish that story. They there's a prompt that comes up on screen like, "Hey, you finished the, the game, but the fight's not over. You do this, 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 and this to earn whatever." Mm-hmm. Does a similar type of thing happen here? Similar sort of thing does happen. Um, at the end of the story, it introduces the mechanics and why you're doing these these rips as they were, mm. and it ties into the history of the vaults and stuff. So it makes more sense. So it's cool, like narratively it fits. Okay. But uh, the hook is always going to be more gear, more guns, because now you can have you can have like regular legendaries, and then you can have anointed legendaries, and then you can have class specific anointed legendaries. So while you may find that awesome rocket launcher you've been wanting, there's probably a better version of it out there somewhere, and that's where the grind really comes into play. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, if you just enjoy looting and shooting, you're gonna have a great time. Gameplay wise, solid, fantastic. One of my favorites this year. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah, like that's. I mean, that's good. Like that's. It's it's good that they were able to um, to to present that experience and and you know present Borderlands. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who just want to play more Borderlands, you know, regardless of the story or the mm-hmm. writing or whatever. They just want. They enjoy that that. You know, ten seconds of of gameplay. You know, the loop grind, like it's enjoyable. So, you know, I think on that level, I mean, that's that's pretty much me. Like, that's I that's what I come to the series for. And if mm-hmm. three has more of that, then then great. You know, I, I, there's no possible way for me to to get disappointed if it's just more of that. Yeah, just don't expect an awesome story. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Huh. Okay. Well. Hmm. Yeah. Any other any other notes or thoughts about? Your overall experience with the game or anything that you think people should know? I mean, I think I really kind of hit it all in the head. If any of what I've said about liking Borderlands 2 it sounds good to you, then yeah, jump in. If you're new to the series, I still say give it a shot. Even if you don't really love the story so much, I think you'll just enjoy the gameplay so much. Because it, it fixes a lot of the issues that I had, and it's very, it's very fluid. So I do want to give Gearbox credit for that. I think they took a lot of what they learned from Borderlands 2 and even Battleborn. I was sitting trying to figure out why this game feels so good to me. It reminds me of Battleborn. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And I know that game didn't like pan out as far as like support and stuff goes, but I always feel like I'm in control in that game. And I love that. It, like everything that goes wrong is on you. So that's that's refreshing to me. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, that's good to hear. I feel like um, that's been the consensus of uh, Borderlands 3. And, like, just um, sort of seeing people just post about it 
it it sounds like the ga- overall gameplay is fun, and mm-hmm. at, at the end of the day, that's sort of what matters. Like if, if you if you if you feel like you're getting your sixty dollars worth or however much you paid for the game, um, and you're thoroughly enjoying it, mm-hmm. like yeah, that's that's what matters. And you know, uh, it's good that all of the you know Randy Pitchford shenanigans didn't ruin the game. I don't even follow that man. I don't care what he says. I just want to play my video game. That's and that's fair enough. That's that's mm-hmm. the way. That's the way. That's honestly the best way to to go about it. Right. And you stop putting all your faith in these people, man. Just enjoy the product. But besides that, um, uh, have you played anything else? No. Oh. All right. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> and that's James, everybody. Later. But wow. um, all right. So Rod. What you been playing, man? I've had a minor list. Some of these I'm going to probably fly right past. Like the first game, like Yakuza 3, I finally finished it. It is over. Done. I am caught up on the Yakuza franchise as of the PS4 releases anyway. Um, so that's actually really exciting. Um, like I said last week, I spent only a few minutes on this just because we've, I've talked about, as I've been going through the series, <laughs> the show has chronicled that journey. So like, you know, I don't feel like I need to go too in depth on it, but you know, it is worth mentioning that, you know, that the series is still good. Um, shockingly, like I'm, I'm not burnt out yet. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with the slower pace. That's something I didn't really go into a lot last week. Um, there you, you're really doing uh, a bunch of different things um you get a completely new city in three uh, okinawa which is like the south of japan <laughs> seemingly um kind of like how uh, osaka was in yakuza zero that's that's kind of how they treat it where you know everybody's like more laid back and you know it's like the country and you know things like that obviously like it's just you know people talk with you know with a little bit of slang um so you just get a different vibe and feel. Um, even if the mechanics of the city are, you know, still function the same, you still get stopped on the street. Um, people still want to fight you randomly. Um, but, uh, it's, it's, it's really good. And the story, the story I think was decent. I think it might have been middle of the road so far in terms of maybe being on the lower end, but I think that's just because the other stories have been so so good um the story definitely starts like immediately in a really interesting place and then it slows down like the prologue's really good um then chapters one through four is like very slow paced but not necessarily in a bad way you're just taking care of a bunch of kids in an orphanage for those uh hours but it makes you really get attached to these characters um and and you know you care about what happens to them um so that was actually pretty cool so to just kind of see that played played out um as the game went on was really neat and, uh, yeah, you know, you get your standard Yakuza things, like the entertaining side stories. I didn't do a lot of the mini games in this one. Um, I only did the ones I haven't done before. Like, there's a massage mini game, uh, where it is the requisite pervy mini game of Yakuza. Um, it's the only one I haven't done in other games, so I try to do whichever is new. Um, and that one was not all that fun honestly it's just moving a meter up and down um while this woman is giving you a massage uh and you are she's like it, they're showing revealing shots of her and you're trying to pay attention to like the stick on the right side as the meter's kind of like going up and down you can't let it go too far or up or too far down yes it's exactly what wow. it's like. wow um, <laughs> wow really exactly what it sounds like um so or at least it's implied obviously they're not going to show you that Um, that's cool roddy go ahead tell us we're here now but uh (laughs) 
but yeah, it's not great. Not a super great mini game, honestly. I played it once and was like, all right, not gonna go back to that one. Yeah, I was uh, say, that's that's one of those mini games where you just you pray to God that no one walks in while you're while you're playing that mini game. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean they have have had so many more successful ones in that way. Like I think the 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 phone, the telephone club mini game in Zero was really strong, just because it's it's funny and there's just more going on. This one there's nothing going on there's like there's no there's no dialogue even it's really weird it's bizarre um it's just but, the character just fighting a boner pretty it, much right yeah uh, yeah basically to put it bluntly yeah basically that's, that's, <laughs> so uh, so it's that and if you fail you go you actually go to sleep so there's that um what yeah all right it's, it's weird anyway play yakuza 3 it's real good um <laughs> so I've also been dabbling in uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Chris, we, you and I were talking about this beforehand, you know, and this is something I've continued to dabble in, and I mention this almost every week on the show. But I'm at the end. I think I'm like literally at the end of this game right now. I'm at chapter 20 on Golden Deer route. And I think there's 22 chapters when I looked it up, but this, I mean, it, conclusion was in the name of this this chapter title. So, I mean, I'm assuming this is this is it. Um, and I actually, they, they put you into a battle like immediately, like between 19 and 20. It's the first time that that actually happens in the entire game. So I'm assuming that maybe chapters 21 and 22 might be just cutscenes. Um, but this game is entirely too long. <laughs> this, this game, I'm at 60 hours over 60 at this point. And, and that's me like legitimately playing. Like I haven't just put the game down and like let it run. I might've done that for like, a couple hours but i've been actually playing it so that time is fairly accurate um there's just there's a lot going on and i didn't auto instruct and do a lot of auto battling or any of that stuff i legitimately just manually instructed my students um did almost every sing- actually yeah every single battle myself and yeah i guess that explains part of the time i'm i really enjoyed the character interactions and and hearing the 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 you know, really good voice actors kind of just do their thing was entertaining. It takes up a lot of time. I run around the monastery and talk to people all the time. And yeah, that, that's, that runs up your, your playtime. But I'm at a point where I'm, I'm almost finished with, with the game. Like I'm like mentally, I'm, I'm done. I'm exhausted and I want to finish. So hopefully I could, I'll probably do that next week. So, I mean, besides the point that the game is sort of running log right now, like how do you feel like, you know, you're, you're at the end of the road, at the end of this journey. How, how are you feeling? Like, without getting into, I guess, spoilers, um, like, have you, did you enjoy, like, the story? Do you like where the story's going? Uh, what's going on? I think, so, the overall A plot is, has kind of been standard. Like, and, I, and I've heard that. Like, I've heard that the Golden Deer route is your standard kind of, you know, you know, rah, rah, war, like medieval times kind of war time story. And, and that, and, and, and that's what it is. Like it, that, that stuff is, you know, again, without kind of getting into the spoiler territory. Yeah. Like you, that is a lot of what you're doing, especially in the, the back half of that game. Um, and it, it, there's not much there for that. Now, I think a lot of, I think this game's strength primarily comes from its characters. I think it almost entirely comes from the characters, um, mm-hmm. and the, and the way that they interact with each other. I think the way that you get those support stats is in 
insanely monotonous. Um, I do think that it's better than in past Fire Emblem games. They they definitely. I think in past Fire Emblem games you could only get the supports if you're in certain positions with certain characters. Um, but this one is really generous with your support points. You can actually attack an enemy or defend someone from like a few spaces away and still get support points for it. Um, but even that, I think that meter is it's an invisible meter, but to me, it feels like it runs really short. Um, like, you don't get a lot of points unless you're, like, super maxing or, or charming people with, like, you know, tea time or something. Like, I, and that's partly what runs up your playtime as well is, like, going to the monastery and doing, like, like feeding people, eating with them. That's, like, the quickest way to get, like, a bunch of supports. Um, but you, but you can only really do that you know, once per, you know, once per week. So you really do have to, so it's either like you do that, you, you kind of dedicate one week to that, or you want to dedicate like multiple weeks to it, but then you're sacrificing like other stuff too, which I guess is the loop, but I don't know. It's I was, not just, super I was gonna say, did you um take advantage of like giving gifts and like using the lost items? Cause that was, that was something to. else. I started to, but then I realized I was getting really bored doing that because like, with i think it was the is it i think it's lost items that like you can't like you can't fail at like you they'll tell you that they it's not their item yeah so yeah i don't only belong to one person so like at some point i I could have had a guide and opened it up and like just done it that way but i just at some point i was just like pressing a over and over on every single thing with every single person in my group and it was just like i couldn't do that for more than like three months it was just like three in-game months now, now I'll say I'll say this. I like I, I know for one at one point I did start doing that, but I like that, like you said before, uh, this game does a really good job of you know introducing these characters and sort of making you care about these characters. So like certain characters, you'll find out that you know in their in their pastime they like you know taking care of horses, and they'll make a point of either in their support um, dialogue or just in general. Oh, they'll say something about it. You can sort of pick up on these things. So, like, I sort of use that, like, especially with, um, like, trying to get people's support with, like, other people and just getting to know the character. Like, I would get to know who's, you know, all of the students. I'm like, all right, so this student, they really like this. So, I mean, you know, obviously when I get this item, it's going to be for them. The thing that threw me off for the most part was that you're finding these lost items for literally every student for all three houses. Right. So you'd come, you, I, I, I came across where I would get the same type of item where it'd be like, you know, uh, this item is for someone that, um, you know, for example, loves to eat or something like that. And I'll get multiple items that said something like that, but then I wouldn't have any students that, that would fall under. Yeah. So. It's rough. It's Raphael. It's him. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, that happens, but then you can also buy like, um, you can buy regular gifts. You can take advantage of the greenhouse and get the flowers the flowers are an easy way of uh you know cheaply like getting people to like you a little bit uh, more yeah. so i mean and, but that, but i feel like at the end of the day just like what you said it's sort of monotonous and it's like the it's it's a grind for the most part yeah and it's a grind if you want to see other people like if you want to see the interpersonal relationships with other people that is even more of a grind because like right now i actually maxed out all my supports at around like like my 
my buy list supports at like 17 or 18 or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, so it, so after that, like I was like, okay, well I don't need to worry about, you know, cooking together with somebody because unless I just want the stat buffs, which I did, but you know, at that point it was just a matter of matching up people with the cooking. And that's, that was the primary way because giving like, you know, there's no other way to really do that unless you just do a bunch of battles. And I didn't feel comfortable auto battling for that because, you know, I've heard some horror stories of people like, accidentally equipping certain items and like having them completely break on them because the computers the ai just aren't intelligent enough to to make those kind of decisions <laughs> like hey don't use all of them, all of my um my hero relic charges please um or all of my health items or whatever so yeah like at that now i just want to see like all of um what's the girl with the purple hair um the mercenary shuri uh She's something Shania. I don't know her. She's these. She's the she's the mercenary in there. But it's like she's kind of interesting. I want to know what her deal is like outside of my character. Like her interactions with other people are actually really interesting, and I want to know more about that. But at this point, I mean, I'm like at the end of the game. Like I don't really know. I'll like, I'll say this. Mm-hmm. Luckily, with the new game plus, you can you know um, <laughs> you know. And, and I know this is the point that we're going to talk about a little later, but um, the New Game Plus does a good job of when you start over, um, you could sort of use points to get those support levels back and use the points to get, like, certain stats back. So, you know, you, you sort of start the game over with, you know, max out supports with certain people or the people that you want. So you can sort of, you know speed up that process i feel like you can't really get a perfect playthrough unless you play the game a couple of times right okay and i want to come back to that point i definitely want to come back to that but yeah like uh to answer your original question um you just like the, the characters are just so interesting and you get it's amazing like how much of the character's backstory that you if you never did supports which is pretty much impossible if you're getting to the end of this game but like if you were to somehow ignore everyone's support you would not be under you would not understand a lot of what is going on with some of these characters and why they act the way they do in certain circumstances um i know i've brought this example up in the show like a number of times but i think he, it's the perfect example it's like it's lawrence like his whole deal is not even like he has a particular backstory like that's tragic or anything but he his mentality and his way of thinking is really off-putting if you just never like if you only see him interact with you and maybe like one other person it's like whoa this guy is kind of a dickhead like why is he like why does he think that you know nobility is so much more different than like he thinks that he's so much more above everyone else because he's from this family like you know but then you hear him interact with other people who have a different experience than him and the way that he interacts and and treats them he goes into his thought process. So like on the surface, he like, yeah, he's a dick and he should change his ways. But there are a few other characters who do dress him down and say, Hey, fuck you. Like I actually like, you're actually a, a, a huge jerk and I am going to tell you that. And, and why um, there's actually a support. I just got between um, him and Catherine and it was C level where she just completely tore him apart. Like, and it was, it was like the the whole conversation ended in like a it didn't even really resolve it just ended him in him just going like <laughs> and walking away um 
It was, see, it was and, and, that, and I like that, and I like that setup in this game is that you'll have those support levels, especially the support level C's where they'll introduce a problem yeah. between two characters. But mm-hmm. then over time with the, you know, subsequent support levels, they'll go into why a certain character felt a certain way. Right. Sometimes they'll resolve it. Sometimes they won't, which I like. Yeah. So yeah, this, I mean, all in all, like if you like games that you really get to, um, uh, just like, learn characters and like be involved in this world like fire emblem three houses like it's we talk i mean we talk about it all the time but it's a really good game if you if you're looking for something like that definitely pick it up yeah yeah well and we should definitely talk about more of those in depth in like a spoiler cast because i I really want to hear some of the supports on your side i actually spoiled myself on on one of them because i just needed to know what her deal was it was a bird of data (laughs) and um once i found out i was like Oh my God, that yeah. is, that is fucked up. Um, yep. like there are some really dark things that happen in this game. If, and, and, you know, I'm not going to say exactly what, but if you, you should definitely do the, the support for Lysithia because holy shit, like that, I, that actually came out of nowhere. Um, she had a deal going on with her or she was talking with someone else in a completely different support about like how she, you know, she was just worried about, like, you know, her future or whatever. Or she was really looking forward to, like, you know, she, she's very focused on, the, like, the now. She's always, like, her deal is, if you don't know who Lysithia is, she's one of your, um, you, she's one of your white mages, or at least I turned her into a white mage. And, uh, she has a aversion to be tr- being treated like a child. Like, if anybody talks to her as if, or talks down to her in any way, she just immediately, you know, goes in on them like crazy. And, you know, it's it's like a quirk with almost everybody she talks to, um, whether that's the main story or in a specific support. And if you actually do her support with um, your character or like a few other select characters in the Golden Deer house, because I don't know if she's recruitable outside of Golden Deer. Um, is she? Do you know, Chris? She's. I think she's recruitable for Blue Lions, but you for can't... Yeah, you can't for uh, Black Eagles. That makes sense. So um, that actually makes a lot of sense now. Um, so yeah, like you, so you do want to support the supports for her, and you actually find out like why she doesn't like being treated like a kid, and it's a thousand times more dark than I thought it was. Like they go in places that I did not expect this anime game war game to go to like it is fucked so huh. they 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 go to some places in this game for sure um i i would say lysithia is like the golden deer's bernadetta basically mm. um in that way so yeah it's 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 crazy so yeah um and kind of rounding out this conversation um about this game like you know you mentioned new game plus so we were talking before the show started that you know, I, I express some frustration that like I'm over 60 hours in and like there are and I know I mentioned that the A plot's not like super, you know, that's not the reason why I come to the game. But there are things that transpire at that like after that time skip where like you understand what's going on with the Black Eagles at this point. You don't understand like the internal like what they're thinking necessarily, but you're in a you are in direct contact with that you understand from your pers- from the golden deer perspective what's going on with them like you are completely kind of you're with them 
like physically and mentally kind of in a space like you're not it's hard to explain i'm trying to talk around it but like with blue lions you don't know what's going on it, it actually at one point you there's misinformation for what's happening um and, and that's it there's like an offhanded mention about oh you know such and such is going on in the blue lions or within the kingdom but we're not really going to focus on them right now and then that's it and then you kind of you get a little bit of them in like in a later chapter in the time skip and then they kind of disappear again so but i really want to know what the hell is going on with them and it's really frustrating that i feel like i you like you have to play another 60 to 70 hours of this game to like understand that i wish there was a more elegant way to introduce some of those concepts whether that's like a like some sort of mini summary or mini movie or even the ability to jump between um, games like uh, Uchi Koshi, I think his name is, the guy who does the Zero Escape series. The way that he does multiple uh, playthroughs is brilliant. Like, it, and it also plays into the narrative. Like, there's a reason why you have like different charts while you're. It's a visual novel game, uh, the Zero Escape series. So when you are, you take a particular route or make a choice a specific choice that choice branches off into a, a map that you can actually access at any time um and you can actually jump between points and playthroughs at will i really wish that there was something like that in this game and i feel like the reason why is that there are too many mechanics like in terms of levels and power and equipment and things that would be difficult to manage um if you were to just jump sections like that but honestly i don't give a shit i really think that they they should just offer me the option <laughs> i i mean i really think they should just offer me the option to do it because asking me to go through the entire what is basically going to be the exact the same 20 hours is asinine to me like I, I want to see why why make the rest of your game so difficult to see i that i don't agree with or understand i think that part of the game is a little poorly thought out um but at know. least it's at least it's not behind a paywall. You know, at least they learned a lesson and instead of splitting it into, you know, multiple games, it's all in one game. That's true. I don't know. So th- they're learning. They're learning, Rod. They're learning. It's give it another fire move. We'll get <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. It just sucks that like there is probably some really cool stuff happening on like in the other side of the the story. Like in I'm only like, I've only seen, I'm only really gonna ever probably see a third of it. There's no way in hell I'm gonna jump in into another, another 70 hours, especially not like immediately. Maybe like next year if games are slow, but I mean, I, there's, there's just no way I'm gonna get to that right now. And it just sucks. Cause it's like, I, I want to see that content somehow, but now I know I'm gonna have to probably spoil myself on a lot of that, which sucks. But, mm. but anyway, that's Fire Emblem. We should have a spoiler cast on that game because I, I'm dying yep. to talk about that. It's definitely something in the works. It's, we, uh, it's going to be I, down the road. Yeah, it, it, it'll be down the road, but I think we should do, try to do it soon before we it, it's the true avalanche hits and, and we really can't do it. All right, we'll um, set it up. Because yeah, I'm, I'm going to finish that game probably this week. So like by the time this next episode airs. Um, so, yeah. I'll get things in motion, man. We'll get it going. Excellent, excellent. All right, so the next game was Mario Kart Tour. I played a little bit of that. It's the new Nintendo game on mobile. Um, Nintendo has been kind of having a rough time lately. Dr. Mario did not do super well. I forgot that came out. 
Exactly. Everybody did. Um, it actually performed really poorly. Um, the Nintendo actually, I think they talked about that at their like fiscal meeting or something, like their, their quarterly. Um, and so they were really hoping Mario Kart Tour was gonna, was gonna help them uh, with that in that regard. And I played a few races and boy oh boy. So a few things about this game is that it is very similar to, if you've played the Mario Kart uh, arcade, it is very similar to that. Um, meaning that a lot of things are pretty automated. Um, it doesn't have a huge sense of speed. I mean, I wouldn't really expect that on a mobile version of this game. Um, you do have to control it with touch. So, I mean, there's only, you know, and it's going to be catered to everyone. So they have to think about that as well. Um, there is a 150cc mode. There's a 200cc mode, but let's talk about that in a second. Um, so... Yeah, it is, uh, so far, I mean, visually, the game looks great. Um, I mean, it's, it's like, it actually looks exactly, it's almost like they did run the same engine that the arcade Mario Kart was on, uh, which it looks good. Everything looks shiny and glossy, and you even get a new, a new stage. It's actually a New York stage based on the Odyssey level, Mario Kart, or Mario Odyssey. What, New um, Donk City? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's, dope. I think it's actually that. Um, so that's actually pretty cool. So it, that's, that's interesting. Now, the thing I don't like is the way that the controls are. It's not me- merely that it's touchscreen. Again, that's kind of expected, but you get two control schemes, one of which is called normal or simple. And it's just simply kind of moving the, um, touch, like kind of, uh, or, or kind of shifting your finger kind of left and right across the screen. And it's just your normal cart. It's like what you would experience, you know, in any other, you know, racer or really a specifically a Mario Kart. You can drift in it, but drifting is kind of hard because you have to like make your turns really, really sharp um, because you need enough space. To, there's no, you don't get an opportunity to like kind of drift at will like in other Mario Kart games. And the other one is called drift. The other mode is called drift. And they actually say simple is for people who like are brand new to games and drift is like for people who are familiar with Mario Kart um, and racers in general. Now drift does not let you turn normal normally at all there's you don't get to control drift um but you do get the purple ultra drift so that's kind of like the trade-off but your turns have to be insanely wide um it doesn't feel great i wish that there was a a, a, like a nice in between um and and there isn't currently so i was kind of doing some simple I, i started with drift found that to be unwieldy because i would constantly run into walls you actually can't run off the track there are invisible walls on the side just like the arcade version um but yeah, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel super great. I, I'm gonna spend some more time with it. I've only done a few races, um, but so far, I, I don't super love it. Multiplayer is not actually out yet. That is coming out, I wanna say Friday or Saturday. I think it's, I think Saturday. Um, so as of this recording, it'll be out tomorrow. Um, and we don't know anything about that. We don't know, apparently you can do, you could play with friends, but you know, who knows what that's like. You do have to input like a, a name in there. So it's possible that you could have, you have to like, you know, exchange names with your friends, like nicknames and find them that way. Uh, you can play with strangers, but we don't know if it's going to be like Grand Prix, single races. I have, I imagine it's single races. It's a mobile game. I don't think they're going to lock you in for four races, but we'll see. Um, so 200 CC, say you want to do that or really unlock like more items or courses or things like that. I'm going to look more into this because I don't know what the whole deal is quite yet, but there is a subscription 
paywall with this game. Subscription? Yep. Yep. It is. Oh, uh, Chris, have you heard about this too? Oh no, yeah, like that, that's all sort of talking oh, yeah, about go ahead. earlier before go ahead. the show. I mean, no, 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 you keep going. It's just I, I already feel a certain type of way about it. I mean, it. Okay, so it's five dollars a month. Oh God. Um, <laughs> and, and before we get kind of get into it, it's um, it it's surprising. It's not super surprising because Doctor Mario World and Super Mario Run didn't do super great. Super Mario Run did okay, but it didn't do great, and Animal Crossing was also considered a disappointment. However, Fire Emblem, and there was another gotcha game, actually, that does kind of... Dragalia Quest? Yep, that's it. That's it. Um, Those are actually going super strong. And, funny enough, those actually run on monetization. Um, So, it is this, this, called the Gold Pass... You actually get these, these things called gold gifts and they're bonuses for doing like the, the in-game tours, essentially. Um, you also get gold challenges, which are, um, you get exclusive badges. They're like gold and you also unlock the 200cc mode. So you can't even play 200cc unless you pay money for it. So we're already locking single player content behind a paywall. paywall. Yeah. Exactly. Nintendo. Yeah. So, uh, so, so here's my point. Mm. I, I specifically remember like a couple episodes and we're, and I'm going to call ourselves, oh, not ourselves, but Nintendo out for this, but a couple episodes ago, and by a couple, I mean like maybe at this point, maybe like 15 episodes, whatever. (laughs) Doesn't matter. (laughs) But, but there was a, there was a news point where we're talking about during like a, you know, conference call, business call for Nintendo. They made it a point where they're like, hey, you know, with our, we're going to start doing more mobile games, but with our mobile games, we're going to be good. We're going to be good, wholesome Christians, and we're not going to nickel and dime everybody. Well, look at them now. Mm. What are they doing? Yeah. It's, it's not good. It's not good. It's bad. No one should buy this because it just bolsters their resolve to just do this more. Yeah. Um, but, it's, but I mean, it's, it's something that, um, like I, I, I play more mobile games than I, I should admit to or should like <laughs> be happy about, but there, it's a trend that's actually been happening over the past couple of months where a game will come out, you know, and within like, um, like 30 seconds to a minute or like a round or two is like, Hey, you know, if you really like this game, go ahead and pay this subscription. It'll remove all the ads. It'll give you all this stuff. So this is already like a business model that mobile games are already implementing. Right. It's, I don't know. I just, I, when, when it's, when it started being more prevalent in mobile games, once I saw, I've I've seen that the game has like this feature, I would automatically delete it. Like it's not even like worth my time to even be put up behind that paywall. So that's why I was, you know, excited about, you know, Apple Arcade. And, you know, now with Google Play Arcade or Google Play Plus, whatever the fuck they call it, um, is they, they're getting rid of stuff like that. And I don't know, this, the, the mobile industry is like in a wild west right now where, you know, there are things that are working and then another company will push the envelope a little bit more mm-hmm. and they make a ton of money. And then now everyone is just trying to, you know, copy that that model. You know, I think that actually might end up working in the favor of, like, Nintendo getting these types of games out that they want to get. 
I think if the Apple Play Store does well enough, Nintendo's going to rethink their strategy on this. And I could see a Nintendo Mobile Game Pass kind of deal. $5 a month. Here's Mario Kart. Here's Fire Emblem. Here's Animal Crossing. Here's whatever. And I think that would work out a lot better because if I'm paying $5 a month for one game, but then on the same exact device, I can pay $5 a month and get a whole mess of them. Right. Yeah. Why would I even bother? Yeah. I'm sure there's racing games on the game on uh, Apple Play. Yeah, so it's it's a mess right now. I feel like unfortunately they're testing this out with Mario Kart, which mm-hmm. I I would have tested this out like on Dr. Mario, like shit that no one's really gonna play, just to sort of see what happens. But for Mario Kart, it's just disappointing. It really is. Um, but that's I'll why just, they had to test it on Mario Kart. I, I'll I'll just straight up and say it. I already deleted the game. Like I. I just I don't care. Um like Rod, like we like you said already, the controls are trash. Um I I really don't feel like a sense of speed. I really don't feel like a sense of like really controlling the you know, the character that you're playing as. It's sort of like if you've played a Mario Kart game in a recent couple of years, or I guess recent iterations, and you know how there's like certain modes that might accidentally get turned on where like the cart moves by itself or like they do some sort of like auto turn. It's, it's shit like that that just yeah. is not fun. And that's what this game is. So yeah. I'm it's it's a no it's a no for me, dog. <laughs> do you at least get all the characters or have to pay for those two? No, that's it's all yeah. gotcha. You yeah, gotta, it's all gotcha. Yeah. You gotta roll the dice. Oh no. Yeah. So uh Chris, what oh did you you played, right? So what was the first character you got? Uh, I was Toad. Toad, just regular Toad? Yeah. Okay, I got Toadette. Um, so my girlfriend got Toad as well. So I wonder if like you just get one of the two. Um, my second character was Peach because you had to like I had to roll for her. So yeah, my my second character was Peach. Peach. So maybe maybe it goes in order in that way. But I do know that they do have gotcha elements in it, and it, you can kind of see that on the 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 main screen as well. So I'm I'm gonna play more of it. I'm gonna actually complete the cup. Um, I haven't done that yet, so and I'll, I'll probably talk about it next week. But yeah, I mean, it's you should play it, download it. I mean, it's free, quote unquote free. But um, you know, it, free to I start. Free, dude, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I mean, honestly, yeah, like we're, we're I mean, yeah. we're laughing, but like that, you're absolutely right. Like it is free to start, but they do want you to pay for this. Yeah, it's uh-huh. like that Kirby game they got on the Switch. Same thing. Right. Exactly. Exactly. What did you say, Chris? Fuck Mario Kart. <laughs> Gotcha. I don't want that Mario Kart 9. I don't even know if we're going to get it on Switch, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, okay, so the last game I want to mention really quickly here. I know I'm running a little low on time. Sayonara Wild Hearts. So I played this in one sitting. Um, it took about an hour and a half. Perfect. And uh, bought it on my Switch. And it was it was it was good. It was really good. I, I enjoyed this game. Um, there were a lot of people losing their minds over it, saying it's the next Res and you know this, that, and the third. I don't know if I felt that strongly about it. Like I I love Res. I think Res is probably a superior product, but I also think Res was doing something different. I don't think this game is is Res, and I don't think it's trying to be Res either. So the thing the thing about Res is that it was. Everything you do in that game, it, it dictates the track, the audio. Like it, every time you lock onto a, uh, and if you don't know, Res was like a, it was an on rails shooter. Um, and you, every time you lock onto something, you shoot, you, um, you collect an item, anything, even detonate a bomb or something. Like it all contributes to the backing track, um, the, the music in the game. 
that's not really what happens here. It's more like awesome music is playing and while wow, cool things are happening. Um, and that's pretty much the game. Uh, the, the conceit is that a woman has her heart broken and the universe is destroyed because of it. Um, you know, I think that's, that's relatable, right? Um, yeah, man, whole world crash. So, exactly. Uh, so it's, it's an interesting conceit. The visual style is kind of like a Tron. I think, uh, Chris, you talked about this last week, so I don't have to go too deep into it. But, uh, yeah, it is like very Tron. Um, that, that art style does remain consistent throughout, but they do some really intriguing things, like with some of the level design that I really appreciated. Um, I don't want to say too much because I think, like, it's the coolest thing ever, but the, uh, one of the levels actually has you kind of like transitioning between different versions of the same level at the same time. I know that, I know that sounds confusing, but the level is called like parallel universes or something. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Like it's really cool. And I feel like it's the type of game that if it sounds cool, watch a trailer. If you like the trailer, buy the game. Um, I think it's what twelve dollars. It's twelve bucks, yeah. It's twelve bucks. Um, this is honestly one of those games that it's it, it's pref- preferred that you go in blind. Yes. Because I feel like you know going through a level, and of course play play these games. You know, play this game with the music on because I'm playing I'm playing completely different. I'm playing on my phone, so I feel like my for one I feel like my experience would be a little bit different with a joystick because uh, the touch. Um, response is a little bit off so like i'm dying a lot but at the same time like taking in like the whole ambiance of this game uh it's you know it's it's i don't know i feel like it's it's a gem like it's um it's something that's it's memorable like i'm gonna remember this game it's something that when it comes down to like end of the game of the year not game of the year but like end of the year discussions of like best like you know design i'll definitely bring this up yeah yeah i mean it's 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 really cool it feels like a personal game like in a lot of ways it it does it feels like a a craft of of love and you know i'm a sucker for that kind of stuff like it's it's really really unique in that way um you know i just wish people didn't compare it to res because i think it's doing its own thing and it should it it should remain that way like and, and, and it's not a bad thing they have so many i think also it's a game where like if you aren't feeling the first like three or four levels go ahead and just get past it those levels are like a few minutes long like maybe cumulatively go ahead and get past those few levels if you're not feeling it because i guarantee there's going to be a stage called begin again it's going to be take place on like a highway or something um that is where the game that, mm-hmm. that's that's personally where i started to feel like oh okay this is what this game is doing and i got like way more interested and invested because the first few levels i was like oh and, and oh. i feel like it, it evolves more yes. after that so, yeah, hmm. it presents different ideas to you too, yeah. and the, the game never overstays its welcome. You're done in 90 minutes. Like it's it has a complete thought in that length of time, and I really appreciate it for that. Um, after slogging through Fire Emblem, so um, yeah, it's it's really good. Definitely check it out if you're interested. And that's pretty much all I've been playing this week. Chris, nice. nice. What you been playing? Man, not much, not much. It's been a simple week for me. Um, been doing a lot of editing, a lot of learning. So when it comes down to playing games, like if I have like a render uh, going on my computer, I'm like, you know what? Let me let me let me hop on this switch real quick. Let's see what's going on. So um, I'm gonna talk about two, oh, a couple games at first um, that I talked about before. Or actually, three games. And this is how this is set up. How I played this third game in particular. 
So uh, last week, talk about Moonlighter. Once again, a really good game, dungeon crawler. Um, you know, it's like it's roguelike. Um, when you when you die, you lose your items. You, you start over. Not start over completely, but like you, you pretty much lose the items that you have uh, currently on you. And it's I don't know. It's, it's a cool little loop of being a shopkeeper that has to go into the wild to fight to get his you know his inventory, and you use that to like make money. Uh, you use that to upgrade your gear, use that to sort of craft um, uh, like weapons, armor, use it to craft like potions. So this, I mean, the game gets pretty deep when it comes down to stuff. Um, the gameplay loop right now for me is, you know, going into a dungeon, uh, finding out first like what items I, I'm looking out for. So I sort of do like a, uh, sort of like a, like a, a wish list type of thing. So like I, when I pick up the item that I need, there'll be a star next to it. I know not to sell it, not to, you know, break it down for money. Um, so like, like I'm pretty much doing that to get better items. And I've learned that, you know, after a couple of times of being, you know, being greedy and losing, um, I've learned that the loop is to sort of gradually build yourself up so that you can make it through the, it's like three dungeons and a boss. So, like, I'll do enough where, like, you know, I could, all right, now I could get some armor, or now I could upgrade my, you know, my weapon, still using the fist. There I know it it's, is. I, and, you know, I'm, I'm far enough in the game now where I was like, you know what, I heard, you know, like, James's voice, like, Professor Oak at the back of my mind is like, Chris, use the bow. This is not the time to <laughs> use, time. You, can't, you can't punch everything, Chris. You can't punch everything. So, um... I'm, I'm back and forth between the bow. I'm using the bow, but then if, if people want to get my face, pull out those gauntlets. So you can sort of do that. You could carry two. You could actually carry more weapons on you. Um, and sort of like, uh, you could have two equipped, but then have other weapons in your inventory. But like I said, your inventory space is sort of, you know, limited. So you want to save that space for, um, loot that you're picking up. So, um, sort of to, you know, speed this along. What happened to me was I was, I, I had a really good run. Like I was picking up some like, you know, loot that I uh, haven't seen before. I was picking up loot that I knew sold pretty well. So I was like, you know what? This is pretty good. I still have a bunch of potions. I'm, you know, right in front of the, the, uh, boss, you know, for the dungeon, the complete dungeon, like the level three. So I was like, you know what? This is pretty good. I'm doing good. Um, let's jump in it. Let's do it. Right before jumping into the little uh the door to fight this boss, I was like, Chris, listen, you're being greedy again. Stop. Relax. Go home. Nope. Can we can we guess what Chris did at that point? Did he did he heed that warning? That that gut feeling, that voice in the back of his head? You probably punched that voice in the face and kept going forward. It's, listen, <laughs> you already know. <laughs> <laughs> so here I am, you know, I'm fighting this boss, and the game, it turns out, like, I found out that it has, it has a mechanic where, um, I know before I was, I, I think I gave the story of, like, some enemy appeared and, like, one-shotted me. So while you're going through these, uh, these dungeons, you'll, uh, come across, like, um, pretty much, like, text left behind by other merchants or other explorers, and they're sort of talking about things that they've seen, certain patterns, what's going on. This is giving, like, a backstory of, you know, these dungeons. So um, I come, I came across, like, this little text that said, hey, you know, 
know, um, I figured out uh, where this green monster is coming from. Mm-hmm. It's coming from staying in the dungeon for too long. So, um, you know, since reading that, I was like, all right, so I guess there's like a time limit of like how long I can stay in these dungeons. Uh, um, so like since then, didn't really have to worry about it. I sort of like made it a point to sort of get what I needed for that particular run and head that yeah. out. Yeah. But me being me, I got greedy. Tell me why as soon as I stepped into the arena to fight this boss, like the corner of the screen sort of like, like my controller vibrated and then like the corner of the screen sort of gave me a, a notification that, you know, my time is up. Uh, this green monster is coming after you. So not only am I fighting this boss at this dungeon, I'm also being chased by this giant green blob of a monster that I, I know would one shot me if it hits me. So, once again, the voice of James hits me. It's like, yo, Chris, use the bow. And I'm doing that. So, I'm I'm using the bow, I'm getting some hits in, and, like, it's a dramatic battle. Like, I'm, you know, dodging all these attacks, I'm using the bow to get some, some pot shots in, all while this giant monster is chasing me down. Um... Burn through all of my, my potions. So at this point, like, this monster is, like, still chasing me down. I have, like, no health left. The boss has no health left. Uh-oh. And, like, you a stray fireball. Mm, I knew it. It's me in the back. And I lose everything. Mm. This is why I don't play these type of games. This the is why I don't play man. Souls. This is why I don't play, you know, Bloodborne. My heart can't take it. So I, I rage quit. Completely turned off the game. Almost deleted it. But I was like, you know what? I like this game. I'm just going to hop off of it real quick. It's good. So I was like, you know what? Let me play Celeste. Mistake number two. Yeah. So if if you don't know, if you didn't listen to any of the, uh, the past episodes of me talking about the game, in a nutshell, Celeste is a really nice, you know, um, platformer. Uh, you're playing as a girl who's trying to climb a mountain. She's pretty much battling her inner, you know, demons and everything like that. So, like, the sto- it's giving you, like, a really cool story while playing a platformer. Um, mm-hmm. The gist of the gameplay is, you know, you, you, you take a jump. Uh, you could then do a double jump. Her hair turns blue. So, you're like, all right, cool. Now I know that, you know, I can't take any more jumps. Yeah, it's a good visual, visual cue. Is it, yeah, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, just, you know, and, and it's, it is sort of built, like... If you've, if you've ever played Super Meat Boy, it's that type of game where like you're you're gonna die. There's like a death counter whenever you finish levels. Like it's you you know that you're gonna you're not, you're gonna die. You're not gonna finish it. We're not gonna finish, but you, it's it's gonna be hard. I'm I think in chapter seven, which for me like these chapters sort of like you know they go on and on because I'm always dying. But this chapter in particular has a mechanic where I'm not going to dive into, like, what's happening in the story, but you're sort of retreading through other things or things that you've done in the game already. Mm-hmm. And this is a particular level that I've been on for at least a week now, like, trying to get through certain uh, certain parts and then just getting stuck at a certain puzzle where I just, it's either my timing's off or, like, I just can't figure out how to get past it. So... Needless to say, I played that for like a solid hour, got a little bit further in that particular uh, chapter, but just like came across a part where I just, 
I feel like I understand what to do. I just can't do it. Damn, that's the worst. That is the worst. Yeah. So once again, hit the rage quit, turn off the game. I was like, yo, I'm about to delete this shit. But I was like, no, it's a good game. I want to see how this finishes out. So at this point, my render is still going. I'm, you know, uh, rendering the episode that's on YouTube. So it's taking like two, three hours. Um, I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and play a peaceful game. And I've been like on an indie kick recently. So I uh, jumped back into Night of the Woods and... You know, that's another really fun game. This one isn't as stressful. So, um, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a game where you're playing as like a, a cat, it's like the, it's a, it's a cat that's like humanoid. Yeah, and, it's, uh, anthropomorphic. And, yeah. And, um, your, uh, your character comes back from college, you know, it didn't really work out for them. So she's sort of readjusting to life after sort of dropping out of yeah. college. And she doesn't, so, we don't, we don't know, like we, the audience don't know why exactly. Why, and she, and she doesn't yeah. tell anybody. Yeah. So, you know, that type of story, you know, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to get through it because like, I, I like, I, I like, you know, what, what they're setting up. I feel like they're setting up something pretty big. Um, like they keep sort of teasing, I guess, about like the forest or something's happening in the forest or something. And I just came off of a binge watch of watching Riverdale. So like I'm all for like dramatic stories right now. So, uh, yeah, that's that. I played that. Um, I'll probably finish it sometime this week. And I played a, my last game for this week is I played a little bit of a game called Untitled Goose Game. And this game is actually like I honestly after being ra- actually no because I got stuck on Untitled Goose Game as well, but Untitled Goose Game is sort of like a stealth puzzle game. Uh, it's developed by a studio called House House, and in this game you're controlling a goose that if you've ever played games like um what's the what's the goat game Goat Simulator yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so sort of like that where you're like you're you're put in a sandbox and you have like a list of like things to do and this like the this goose is like it's a it, he's a dick but he's not doing anything like people <laughs> it's more or less he's just he's, you're more or less just fucking around with people I don't know taking people's keys taking people's keys is pretty evil yeah so yeah I mean <laughs> stuff like um. There's like a uh, a gardener, and you sort of lure him outside of the garden. And while he's like running to, you know, you know, turn off something that you messed up, you can sort of snipe his his keys off his uh his belt, and then <laughs> run into the garden, close the door behind you, and lock him out. So it's it's sort of it's small, <laughs> what? It's, small it's small stuff like that. There's a an, there's another um and one of the next parts is a part where like there's like a kid playing. And you're like, you know, you're playing as a goose. So like you could like run up to the, the, uh, the kid and like just start honking at him and start yelling at him, start flapping your wings to scare him. So it's just, it's, I like how you started this by saying the goose is not evil. He's not, he's not. He's just, you know, he's a little mischievous. That's all I feel that like that's the perfect game to some, like to follow up your rage quits. Yes. But just it push is. the rage on other people. It is. So like the game, like in itself, like it's, it's, it's cute. I, I like it. It's, it's sort of, um, I, I feel like it's a, it's a troll game for the most part. So like I'm like running up to people, just honking at them, 
flapping my wings, taking their stuff, and it's it's fun. I'm I'm enjoying this game. Um, I did get stuck because, like I said, it's sort of like a puzzle game. So you sort of had to figure. You have like a list of certain like mischievous things to do in the sandbox, and um, I I forgot there was something I had to do, and I just I couldn't figure out how to get that interaction to sort of pop up. So, um, something I do like is that I was talking to someone else about this game and the way they did a certain objective was completely different from how I did it. So there's certain ways you can sort of get objectives done by doing it differently. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a nice little replay value. There's certain tasks that are like hidden tasks. So, um, it's, it's cool. Check it out. Watch some videos on it just to see, sort of see what I'm talking about. But it's, uh, and it's, I think it's, it's pretty cheap. I think I bought it for 15. Um, they had like a release sale where it's, you know, $15 instead of 20. Mm-hmm. But it's, um, it's a, it's a, it's a good pickup. I like it. Yeah. It's nice, nice and, uh, nice and easy. Not easy, but it's a nice change of pace from what I've been playing. I feel like this and, um, and Donut County are good double, like playing, like to, what would that be? A double feature? Maybe for a game. I'm thinking in movie terms. I wanted to say double feature, but like, you know, you can play them back to back. They seem like, you know, kind of silly, but intriguing, unique games. Yeah. Like, I need, yeah. I need to check that one out because I've heard about it. Oh, you haven't. Oh, Donut County is fucking great. <laughs> you should play that game. If you like Untitled Goose Game, you, you will like that. James, have you gotten a chance to play that? I, I'm trying to think. Donut County is the one like where you make the hole and it's, yeah. Like, I've seen videos. I haven't played it. Yeah, it's great. It's like, um, it actually has a, like a cool little story to it, but yeah, you just, you're just a hole and you just have to suck you, things you in through the hole. Yeah. And then like the <laughs> hole will get bigger, but you have to like, you start small, like the hole starts small and then you have to figure out how to get like certain things in the hole because some things won't fit. But right. so you have to just kind of like go around the map and slowly like just suck everything into that hole. So kind I don't know. Like, like a Katamari type game. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that. It's a good comparison. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Um, it's pretty cool. So it, when you were talking about Goose Game, it was reminding me of of kind of like that irreverent nature that Donut County has. That's why I love the Switch. Man. There's so much random I might, stuff on here. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I'm, I'll probably have to check that out. Um, but yeah, that's that's it for me. Uh, that's what we've been playing this week. Once again, we'll extend it out to you guys that are listening, whether whether you're uh, you're, you're following us on Facebook, Instagram, you see this post on uh, YouTube, in the comments. What you uh, just tell us what you've been playing. What you uh, you know, have you been playing anything that we've been playing? Playing stuff that are different. You know, September this month has been packed full of games. So there's a ton of games that we haven't been able to jump on yet. That I'm pretty sure that you guys are playing, you know, stuff like Monster Hunter, stuff like uh, Remnant, Zelda. So uh, let us know what you're playing and how you're liking it. So next up, we're going to go ahead and jump into the news real quick. Um, Sort of going to, you know, uh, run through this pretty quickly. Um, A couple things we're going to go ahead and sort of like stop and sort of talk about. But this week uh, we had... uh, Two sort of like Nintendo Direct type things that I guess Sony and Microsoft are sort of jumping into now. Uh, we've had uh, Sony State of Play and Xbox's Inside Xbox, which I think they both uh, released at the same day, which is pretty funny. <laughs> but yeah. um, we had to start with State of Play. Uh, they started off, you know, dropping some, you know, they, they love showing the indie support. So they showed off a couple of games, showed off Humanity, a game called Watan, and a game called uh, Arise. 
Um, so it was cool seeing that, you know, they still have their indie support. Um, they also showed off some VR support. Um, so games like, uh, Space Channel 5, uh, Stardust Odyssey, After the Fall, and then they, uh, dropped LA Noir VR cases. Like, you could go pick it up right now, which looks pretty interesting. So if you've ever played LA Noir, is that Rockstar game, we're playing as a cop. And the biggest thing that the sell behind this game is that, the uh, facial animations are like photorealistic. So like if someone is talking to you and you know, they're lying, you can sort of read their eyes, read their facial animations, read their body uh, movement. And we're like, yo, no, chill, stop. You're lying. Tell me the truth. So I, I think a game like that would be pretty interesting playing in VR. So that's something that uh, if you have VR, check it out. Let us know what you think. I, I definitely have to get my hands on that. Yeah. Um, they showed off, uh, Civilization 6 is releasing November 22nd on PlayStation. And that's, I guess, it's just on consoles in general. Yeah, I think that's just a console thing. Well, um, I think it's out on Switch right now. Yeah, it's um, out on Switch already. Yeah. Um, wow. but it's cool. It's cool that it's coming to PlayStation though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the PlayStation Plus titles for October, which is going to be MLB The Show 19. And Last of Us Remastered, which I feel like has been on PlayStation Plus already. Am I am I wrong with that? Or maybe that's just I think maybe that's just one of the games I just instantly bought when it came out. Yeah. yeah. I feel like everybody has that game if they had a PlayStation already. Yeah. I I think that they don't repeat PlayStation Plus games or they're not supposed to. Um so I'd be surprised if it if it was. Yeah. So um so those are the two games. Um you know I'm not gonna say this. I was gonna say, well, the game that no one's no one asked for, but it's coming out anyways. Uh, Medieval. It's okay. You can say that. It's okay. <laughs> Medieval is uh has a demo out and releases next month, and then uh they sort of rounded out everything with uh showing off a game called Last of Us Two or Part Two, and uh they showed off uh a little bit more of the story, and we got a release date. Looking at February 21st, 2020. So, uh, this is the part where we're going to go ahead and stop and talk about Last of Us Part 2 for a second. So, what do you guys think? Uh, James, you know, I, we, we, uh, I think you just watched the trailer before we, um, hopped on, but, you know, what are your initial impressions on this trailer? How do you feel about Last of Us Part 2? Let's just go with the, the elephant in the room. That game is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fan, like, I, I got, immediately got, Red Dead Redemption 2 vibes and Gear I'm not Gears of War, God of War vibes. Like hmm. just it looks so so good. Particle effects, the facial animations. I want to see them do LA Noir in that engine. That'd be crazy. Cuz everything just looks so it looks so real. And I, everybody says that every time a new game comes out and the animations just look better and better, but that looks like a movie that I'm ready to play. <laughs> Yeah, Naughty Dog just continues to just knock it out of the park. Like, every single game that they do seems to just push the technical envelope, like, further and further and further. Um, and they are really taking advantage of the fact that the PlayStation 4 is about to move on, and they're, they're milking every single ounce of juice they can out of this PlayStation mm-hmm. before we move on to PS5. I'm curious how long they've been working on this game. Five to years. To get the tech that... Really? Yeah. Yeah, over five years. That was what they posted in, uh, Neil Druckmann posted in, uh, posted a blog, like on the official PlayStation blog saying uh-huh. that they've been doing it for like over five years at this point. I am, I am ready. Yeah. I thought Final Fantasy VII was going to be my game of 2020, but I don't know, man. 
And they're right next to each other too. That's they're really tough. Two weeks, I think, right? Honestly, two. I think it's like a week. Yeah, uh, this would be like the first time that you know, like especially in the beginning of a year mm-hmm. that we're just gonna have bangers like week after week. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, it's like a week in like two days. Oof, man, that's real close. But I think Last of Us won't be that long. I think it'll be feasible to get it done in that time. They say that – so that, that was something else that they mentioned in that blog post is that it's supposed to be their quote-unquote longest game yet. Um, so that's got to be what – Uncharted 4 was, I think, their longest, right? Yeah. Um, that that took about 20-ish hour, 15 to 20. Um, it's going to be on two discs as well. It's been confirmed that that, that game is going to be two discs, which is insane because it's very difficult to fill up two discs, um, uh, two Blu-ray discs. So, yeah, who knows at this point? Uh, I'm ready for it. I don't even see anymore. I'm set. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I'm I'm just I, I'm sort of like that's one of the games that I really don't need to see too much more of. Like, yeah. I just, I'm just ready for it to be released. It, it's so. crazy because, like, it was, it's a game that I initially didn't want a sequel to because the first one ended in such a way that it felt like a sequel would betray the entire purpose of, of the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the way that everything, like, everyone's character arcs wraps up in such a way that I, I just didn't, I couldn't wrap my mind around how you continue those characters' stories in a meaningful way. That is a legitimate sequel. Uh, so it's some part of me thought that they might do like an anthology or something. Um, but I mean, clearly they're continuing with the same characters and we'll see how that goes. I, I trust this team to do a good job. Um, but yeah, they have some huge shoes to fill. Is it, Which are we trying to avoid spoilers for Last of Us? Uh, it's, we could do a little warning here. Okay. Well, warning, I'm going to mention the end of Last of Us. So if you don't want to hear it, skip ahead a few. You gone? You sure? <laughs> Alright, cool. I mean, he, he, he pretty much sacrificed the human race, guys. Like, I gotta see what happens after that. That, that ending was too, it was too much of a turn to leave it as it is. And I'm glad they're continuing. The way that I always felt about it was that, yeah, that's absolutely like the macro story of it. And, but to me, that, that, I almost said that film. That game was about um, you had it right. <laughs> that game that that game was about you know the relationship between you know Joel and Ellie, and mostly about you know Joel's inability to uh, to let go of his mm-hmm. past and 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 the damage that that brings. And I think the way that that game ends with such a uh, almost almost inconclusive look. In one single word, I think it's just absolutely perfect and says everything I think it needs to say. Um, I'm, I am excited. I'm with you. Like, I'm, I'm excited to see, like, what we do. Um, it's just hard from a writing perspective to imagine what they're going to do to say about what, what they're going to say about these characters that haven't already been said. Um, I, I'm excited to return to the world, see the clip, more of the clickers and see like how it ha- everything has evolved in the last five years. Cause that's, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's about how much time has passed in game. Um, but yeah, I, I will, we'll have to see. But I think that's what's going to make this. I'm not going to say sequel. Cause it doesn't feel like a sequel. This continuation is going to work that way because it seems like they're shifting from Joel to Ellie for one, which is yeah. nice. So then you have her own life. And the things that she's been through in the last five years. 
and they they lean on that pretty heavily in the opening trailer. And it picks up from the uh, from the launch trailer where you get to see the girl that he, she she uh, meets at the dance, and they have the kiss, and then it picks up in the trailer, and they're talking about it. Like it, it's just like it's Ellie's life now. So I think that's what's going to make this uh, the sequel or this follow up work. Right. Because, I mean, they didn't even show Joel until the end. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, I don't think it's going to be about him this time. So that's probably where they're going to go with this one. I do. I do agree with you. I don't think it's going to be a, about him. I, I mean, obviously, it won't take place from his perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I think her relationship with him will still be a focal point. Um, I think that's what made a lot of what you know, that first game was, was, was that their interaction between each other. Right. Um, but, but yeah, yeah. I think this is primarily going to be an, an Ellie story. I, I'm with you on that. You know what? I just thought about what you said about his inability to let go. Mm-hmm. What if they lean into the fact that she wants to let go, but she's yeah. ready to do her own thing now. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely think that's where it's going. I think that's a great observation for sure. This should be fun. Yeah. <sighs> And mushroom zombies. Who just love mushroom zombies? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's weird. I almost forgot that they were even there until I heard the clicking noise. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They've done so good. Done yeah. So good yeah, we see, we see some familiar types, the bloaters, um, some of their standard clickers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if we see any new ones, do we? I didn't see any new I'm, ones. I'm pretty sure they might save that for the actual game. Right. I hope. We uh, I mean, we're supposed to get impressions. Um, well, by the time this comes out, they will have actually come out yesterday. Um, so, you know, we'll see what what the future holds in in that sense. I think journalists have played two levels at this point um, at that media event. So, oh, they let them play? Yeah, yeah, they got hands on. I did not know that. I bet that a lot of those sequences that they showed in the trailer, that's what they're playing. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Like, I imagine places like, you know, IGN, Giant Bomb, like, they'll probably have, like, video and then somebody talking over the audio and explaining what they experienced. So, but, yeah, Chris, did you talk about your thoughts about that? Oh, I just timed in here and there from you guys. I mean, I'm I'm pretty much echoing a lot of uh, what you guys feel. So I'm excited for it. I It's definitely going to be a pickup for me. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to do physical for this one because Jesus Christ, two Blu-ray discs. Like, I can't even imagine how big the download is going to be for that. So, um, yeah, that's um, The Last of Us Part 2. Um, let us know what you guys think about State of Play, whether or not you liked what they showed off. What do you think about Last of Us Part 2? Uh, let us know in the comments. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Inside Xbox, um, I mean, I feel like it's a, a theirs was pretty simple too. Uh, they showed off, um, you know, we've been for months now talking about the Games Pass and they're, you know, adding more games to the Game Pass. You have Jump Force, Bloodstained, Lego Worlds, um, PCs also getting a couple games like Cities, uh, Skyline, Saints Row 4, Dirt Rally 2.0. And then they're also adding a couple of indie games to the Game Pass. So that's going to include Genesis Noir, Lonely Mountains Downhill, and Demon's Tilt. And they also made a point of saying that they'll be doing a um, uh, an additional uh, look at indies on the ID at Xbox Game Pass. Uh, and that video is coming out September 26th. So. Cool. Very cool. Speaking speaking of indies, just really quickly, we didn't mention, but on that PlayStation showcase, they showed a game called After Party. That is to me a game of the that presentation. I love 
that obviously outside of last of us but like that after party game looks insane it's by the guys who made uh, the guys and girls who made um oxen free uh, by night school studios definitely deserves a shout out that might be coming to xbox as well so probably a good place to mention here but um that that game looks sweet. It's like uh, you and a friend like die and you go to hell, but then you start drinking with Satan and like he's kind of like um, you're like kind of wandering through the underworld together. And it's it looks really sweet. If you haven't seen it, watch. Oh trailer. yeah, I, I totally what? forgot about that one. That's yeah, that one looked pretty cool. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll have to talk about that, James. We'll we'll talk later. Yeah, I gotta yeah. see that. That was cool. That sounds cool. So uh, they also talked about the Project X Cloud, which you know we've talked about on and off on the show before. It's going to be Xbox's streaming service, so it's going to let you stream your Xbox console games on phones, tablets, and uh, just pretty much stuff like that. Uh, you'll need, I guess, a service and a controller for the most part. They're going to be testing uh, the service out in October. So if you're in the U.S., U.K., or Korea, you can apply on the website. They're going to be testing out uh, Halo 5, Gears 5, and um, Sea of Thieves, and Killer Instinct. So um, those are going to be the first couple of games available in the preview. Uh, you'll need a Xbox One controller and a Android phone to try it out. Mm. No iPhone? Well, they, they just made a point saying Android. Worthless. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, at least they're not asking for a Windows phone. That's true. <laughs> Did they still make those? <laughs> Serious no. question though, did they? Yeah. No, they okay. don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> they uh, also gave us some Gears Five updates. We're gonna get some new characters, and they also made a point to um, remind us that if you want to unlock Batista, you know, uh, that's you know the pro WWE pro wrestler slash uh, Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, you have up until October twenty eighth to uh redeem him or uh after that he's gonna go back into the vault so they told me it was drax i probably would go for it yeah if it was drax definitely but i mean yeah it's just batista batista i mean he's a, he's a cool dude yeah he's cool oh yeah, yeah. but he's not green Jesus. also cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right and then they um also showed off a game called atlas which uh, it's a it's a game that's already out uh, via early access on Steam. So it's like a pirate MMO. Um, it's going to be coming out on Xbox One on October 8th. And at that point, the content between PC and Xbox One, they're both going to you know roll out at the same time. So as soon as uh, it's updated, it's going to make the game the same on both platforms. So um, that's inside Xbox. You know, I feel like it's good that Xbox is... Uh, you know, Microsoft, they're making sure that, you know, they're, what they're doing is also being heard. They don't want to be lost in the flood of news. So, uh, good on them. Good on them still investing in the cloud service. Cause I feel like that's, you know, that's the future of gaming. So we'll see how that works out next month. And, uh, we have a couple more news stories. Um, we're just going to roll through these really quickly. Uh, Google Play Pass. That's a thing. Um, it's going to be $4.99 per month. Uh, right now, they have a promo where for the first year, it's $1.99 per month. And um, it's basically the Apple Arcade, except that um, pretty much a third of the pass is going to include games. And then the other third is going to be regular paid apps. So apps that you normally would have had to pay for will now be under that umbrella. 
Um, so just like Apple Arcade, no ads, no in-app purchases, and they're including a ton of games that's already on uh, Android right now. So uh, what do you guys feel? Do you guys, are you guys... Uh, um, I, I mean, it feels like it's just a immediate hilarious response to apple arcade right um i mean we we've known that like for a while i think they formally announced that this was happening but just the timing of just the the actual like press release is just too funny so don't um, forget about us guys yeah we got right. one too <laughs> exactly um i mean we don't know too much more at this time so like it, it's hard to say like what that's gonna look like i know google i mean google play pass like their the store is just as much of a mess as the Apple store can be a lot of times. So, I mean, it's, it's up in the air. Can they get the same developers like on board? We don't, we like, we don't really know. That's the thing about the Apple arcade that I think is really unique is that, um, or, or convincing anyway, is that they're getting like some really awesome names associated with their service. Um, can Google do that? I think they can. Will they? I, mm, I don't know. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, they re- they've already made it a point where like they're, they're not going to tie games behind their, their service. So, you know, um, some games on Apple Arcade is sort of tied onto Apple Arcade right now. So right. I don't know. I feel like Google, they're trying to make their service a little bit more open. Right, exactly. I mean, we're seeing services. I mean, Stadia is coming out soon. Like, we're seeing the services, uh, you know, in the game industry just real, really blow up. Um, game Pass, obviously. Like, this is it. We're in it now, guys. Welcome to the future. Right. <laughs> All right, and yeah. I just, call back to last week. Did we ever find out any more about that Sayonara Wild Heart situation with the devs? Ooh, no, we did not actually. That is something that we'll have to follow back up on for sure. Okay. I don't know if you heard anything. Cool. All right. So to round it up this week, um, damn, I didn't even talk about this, but uh, they uh, they did talk about Call of Duty during the uh, state of play, and uh, they announced a PS4 exclusive mode called Special Ops. It's like a survival mode. But here's the catch. It's exclusive for one year on the PS4, so that's essentially locking out Xbox and PC players yeah. for basically the life cycle. Of, I'm not gonna say the life cycle of the game, but for the most part, most people, Call of Duty is an annual game. Most yeah. people, most people drop, you know, the game after that year. So they're essentially cutting off people for the quote unquote life cycle of the game. So it, just, pretty much to say, everyone on Twitter, they're mad. Uh, everyone for the most part is like up in arms. Um, so what's interesting is that one of the devs, um, he's the narrative director, Taylor, uh, I'm sorry if I mispronounced this, but Taylor, I think it's Kurosaki. Um, he responded to a fan on Twitter, which is a now deleted tweet. So I'm also going to put that out there, but, uh, quote, he says, let's be honest. Ruining is an exaggeration. Survival is 1% of the game and the other 99% is a simultaneous day and date uh, across all platforms. I'd rather have everyone playing 99% of the content at the same time than 100% of the content sometime later. Oof. Yeah, I mean, this this stuff is just sucks across the board. I mean, I, I never like content locking out other platforms. Um, you know, I... It, everyone can't play everything or can't own everything um, all the time, like as much mm-hmm. as you know you might want to. So like it really kind of sucks when like 
these kind of deals get made. But I mean, some of that vitriol, you know, aim some of that at Sony too. You know, that's not entirely on, on activism, uh, that they, they're only one part of that equation. Um, yeah, I, I also think that response is kind of shitty too, to be honest. Like that's almost seems like a, like a self burn <laughs> in a way. Um, doesn't everybody it, have phones? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, weird that's a really weird response and it's no 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 um wonder why it's deleted now but yeah i mean it's a shitty situation one year is pretty harsh i mean i even think the destiny stuff was was pretty harsh too i think that's a little bit on the the lower end of things because i think it's like a one strike but still i mean that's that's a whole strike especially in the beginning of a life cycle in a game that doesn't have a lot of strikes (laughs) like um, I don't know. What, what's that, James? No, I mean, I, I, I feel it. But I, I really think the worst part about it is, like you were saying, Chris, it's pretty much the life cycle of Call of Duty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You might as well just say it because only PlayStation exclusive and be done with it. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, maybe that would work out even better because they have stuff like We've done stuff like that in the past between Battlefield and Call of Duty. Going back and forth between the two platforms. You can play this and you have to wait a certain amount of time. But a year? I don't know, man. Yeah, it's just whack. It really is. And, like, just, you know, shame on Activision, shame on Sony for sort of, like, still pushing this. Especially when we're looking at, you know, uh, the, this game in particular being crossplay. Like, I feel like, I feel, I feel like it's, you know, one, is one step forward, two steps back type of thing. Um, but, I don't know. That's neither here nor there. That's what's happening right now with, you know, that backlash. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know what you guys think about, you know, uh, Call of Duty survival ops, the survival mode. Do you, do you care? Um, are you, you know, up in arms as is the rest of the internet? Let yeah. us know. All right. So to round off this episode, episode 31, we're going to go ahead and talk about you know, we last week talked about, you know, our favorites. So this time we're going to sort of flip the script and talk about so something that we hate. You know, that's that shit I don't like. That type of stuff. We're going to talk about worst, you know, the worst in the, of the worst of game mechanics. So, um, I, I'm like, I'm trying to like come up with a way of like where, where that came up of. I think it's, it's sort of like came up on. While you're playing of, Moonlighter? Watch, yeah, me rage quitting on Moonlighter and uh, sort of raging at that whole thing. But, um, oh, I also want to shout out um, a group on Facebook that I'm a part of called uh, Talk Dirty to Me. It's a group where we're just we're talking about just nerdy shit. And um, last week I, I said something about the podcast in the group and they gave some really good responses about like music and gaming. We didn't have time to sort of dive into that, but, you know, I did the same thing this week and had a couple responses this week. Um, so I sort of want to start off with that, just sort of like warm up yeah, this please. section. So, you know, the, we just want to talk about, you know, the mechanics of games that sort of grind our gears. And we've had a couple of people in the group that sort of, you know, t- chimed in. Uh, we had uh, Curtis. He said that he doesn't really mind. Um, oh, and I and I started off the, like the conversation of. I really hate, um, uh, what do you call it? Escort missions. So, like, the point of, like, you have escort missions where some characters 
for some strange reason, they want to like walk slower or run slower than your actual character speed. Like that, I, I hate that. I hate that sometimes a character is following you and like they're taking forever. You sort of have to like run circles around them. It's the worst. Do, do you have a specific example in mind? Because I do. Yeah, I was gonna say um, uh, at one point in Yakuza Zero, I think there's like a um, mission where someone's fought where you're leading someone to somewhere. And she's like, she's like walking and, <laughs> and you sort of have to like defend, like people are still trying to fight you. And, and, and at some point I think that turns into, well, you know, shit, now there's too many people. Now we have to turn this into a stealth mission, which is another thing that I hate is for stealth missions. Right. But Man, uh, you should have thrown miso soup in that guy's eye. <laughs> Listen, so wait, 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 was that, was that, was that the way of like what? avoiding that whole thing? Yeah. No, that's just something you can do, okay. like in Yakuza Zero. <laughs> okay. I was like, God damn, that's my fault for not seeing his own space. But yeah, so Curtis, he says he doesn't really mind, uh, characters that are actually useful. Um, they, you know, help you killing stuff or they, um, I don't know, they add, like, a good tension into the game, which I can agree there's some games that do this well. Um, my example to this was Atreus from God of War. That's, like, the perfect, you know, NPC, like, companion. Um, also, while we're, you know, we're talking about Last of Us, Ellie is a great companion in the first Last of Us. So, you know, they, there are, you know, exceptions to this rule, but... But you know what makes those two options great? What? They can actually do stuff. Exactly. Yeah, they're, they're actually doing stuff that you know they, it adds to the tension of the game. So, like Atreus was key to combat at the end of that game, for me anyway. That was my stun guy. Loved him. Yeah. Um, for me, it's Resident Evil Four. There it is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, it. I, that to me is the quintessential bad escort mission. Ashley is literally the worst. Um, I just, I don't, I, I mean, just watch a playthrough of that game or, or play the, I mean, the game is great. I love, I love Resident Evil 4. I hate everything having to do with, with Ashley and like trying to lead her places. She will stand in your shot. She will take shotgun shells like unwittingly. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's not good. It's real bad. Is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Um, I we had a second person, uh, Michael. He also like you know uh, added on to the conversation. He said that um, you know the AI can be atrocious in places. He remembers not being able to beat Rainbow Six on PlayStation as a kid because the AI would get stuck in a doorway and there's a time limit. So those are, that's two for one right there. You have bad AI and then like an unnecessary time limit. So. Um, yeah, just just AI, just dumb AI. I feel like in 2019, we should be at a uh, at a point where we we sh- shouldn't have to be dealing with bad AI in games. Yeah. Well, are, are AI mechanics though? Like, are we, you know, are we? How are we defining mechanics? Like, are just just like things that annoy us in the game? Are these like actual gameplay des- like designed mechanics? Like, I mean, I guess, mm-hmm. I guess both. It, it could be both. Okay. I, I mean, and that's perfectly fine. Like, I think bad AI, bad AI is like a great example of that. I just want to be clear on what we're talking about. Um, I mean, for me, it's because the thing that I hate the most is not necessarily a mechanic, 
Um, but it's bad checkpoints. Um, it's, it, for example, I played Control recently, which, you know, I, I had mostly raves about that game, but the thing that was insanely irritating was anytime you, you died, it would always reset you back to, it would do the Dark Souls thing of like, okay, well, we're going to start you at like, you know, wherever you spawned last. And a lot of times it was really far. Even the closest control point that it, you would spawn at was really far from wherever it was that I died. Not to mention that the death times were. So if I can't like get in and out snappy, like you missed, you mentioned Celeste, things like, um, uh, uh, Celeste and uh, Sayonara Hearts and like a lot of games like that, they have really snappy, Super Meat Boy, perfect example as well. They have really snappy ways to get back into the action immediately. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, that is a way to make me love your game instantly because it's like, okay, well, I will give that, you know, that leap another shot because, you know, I can do it right now as opposed to waiting like 15 seconds to like it's not get... super inconvenient. Exactly. Exactly. I guess when you pile inconvenience on top of inconvenience, I see how that could be a, an issue. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> huh. I think my least favorite mechanic is paywalls. Mm. Mm. I don't know if we're going to count those game mechanics, but I feel like they're, oh, useful. Yeah. they're used enough. I hate paywalls. That's that's dumb. I understand in some mobile games, if you're giving me it for free, sure. But in games I've paid $60 for and then I had to pay forty dollars more to I don't know see the end of your game, Osiris Wrath. Oh, oh, that stings every time I think about that. Yeah, <laughs> still upset. Osiris for Smash. I'm not Smash. Uh, Marvel Four, Marvel Four. Whenever they come out with that, he has he has to be in that game. Great game otherwise, but that ending was stupid. And I hate games that do stuff like that. Yeah. But um, I think a more prevalent one would be backtracking. Done poorly, backtracking is terrible. And it just it just pads out the game. I I feel like bad backtracking is like it's something where it's an abundance of things that add to it. So like if a game has like you know like uh if like the map system is poor, like if you can't easily read the map or if there's no map, mm-hmm. um I feel or if there's like just traversing the area of the game. If it if it's not fun to tra- traverse your area, I don't need to backtrack. Like. I had, um, just, just to think of it, like, I had no problem playing Spider-Man PS4. Mm-hmm. I, I, I honestly never used the, um, fast travel until the end of the game because I was trying to go for trophies. Yep. So, yeah, if you, if you make your game fun to just move around, then backtracking is a horrible thing. But when you add things to the game, um, and just make it worse, yeah, backtracking can suck. I think one that really like hit me with a really bad backtracking was um and this is a prevalent like old JRPGs, Legend of Dragoon. I used to hate having to backtrack in that game because that was back when random encounters were still a thing. And random encounter rates were stupid high. Mm. So you just end up slogging through all these enemies and you're like, I don't even want to fight these guys, they're not worth my time, but they keep showing up and then I have to walk all the way back across Yeah. Ugh. I hate when a game will ask me like a question like this, like, Hey, are you sure you want to save? And the default is on no instead of yes. And then I hit no. And then I have to press B or circle or whatever and like go back into the menu. And I'm like, God damn it. Why is it just not on? Yes. Like, yes, I clearly went to this menu because I want to save. Don't keep asking me two times and then have the default on no. Why? So you're why, paying why attention, Roddy. 
<laughs> so you don't end up over like overriding that save you spent 30 hours on. That 30-hour backtrack you just did? You oh, saved man. over it, and now it's ruined. <laughs> Congratulations. It's, it's all gone. So that oh. I didn't want to take two seconds to read. I've been there, man. That That is heartbreak. Yeah. That is true heartbreak. Yeah. All right, so I all right, so last week I feel like I I didn't do my list service because I only had like two, three, and everyone had like twelve. So I actually took some time to sort of like I have a list this week of worst game mechanics. So um, just to pop off this list, I already said it before, but losing all your items in a game that shit's the worst um and this is twofold this is example of what i gave earlier when i was playing moonlighter but then also in a game when you're playing you're playing through a game you're about 20 hours in and you walk into a room someone punches you in the back of the head and then you wake up and you have all your items gone like that's the worst like when it comes down to like story wise where it's like you know you you sort of built up your character to a certain point and then now you have to like fight people with like a pencil mm-hmm. or like a plastic or a plastic knife, just like dumb stuff. So you I, don't like I, you don't like roguelikes, then? It angers me. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yep. Um, playing a game that forces stealth a uh, stealth mechanic. So there's some games where like you know you're playing Splinter Cell, you're playing Metal Gear, you're playing a stealth game. That makes sense. If I'm playing a fucking, like, puzzle game, and then it turns into a stealth game, that's that shit I don't like. Mm. What game is that? I'm curious. That's just off the wall. Okay. Uh, I thought you had a game for real. (laughs) No, but, no, like, there's some games that, you know, sort of, like, throw in, like, a stealth mechanic where, you know, uh, someone, and it's, like, you know, one enemy in, like, a room that's, like, all secluded, you know, they'll see you, and then... You know, you have to start all over. Ah, like the um, the Mary Jane missions. Yes, just like that. Yep. And then next point, enemies with perfect aim. Another thing that I really hate. You know, you know, uh, AI characters that have like you know, they're you know snipers, but they have like pistols in their hands, stuff like that. You know, they're Mm. the opposite of stormtroopers. I hate unskippable and un, unskippable cutscenes. Yes. yes. 2019, we need to have that button. We got to do that right now with Borderlands. God, <laughs> we got shit to do. I hate. And then with games that have un, unskippable cutscenes, you'll normally feel it the worst when you're fighting a boss and then you lose, but then you have to go through that whole dialogue of a boss giving a monologue. Yeah. That's the yeah, that's Kingdom Hearts 1 on PS2. Yep. Um, next up, games that force a race. Uh, so it's like a game, it's just like a normal game, but then they force like a racing mechanic, and you have to get first place. So also Kingdom Hearts 1 on PS2. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so games that sort of force that whole like, hey, you have to win this race and get first place or else you're stuck. Right. So once again, that's that shit I don't like. Bad checkpoints. We sort of talked about this before. <laughs> this is also Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Wait, were the checkpoints that bad in Kingdom Hearts? Yeah, like, uh, yeah, they were really bad, especially before the the boss fights, like in the back after the game, like when you're doing the Riku stuff, like a uh, Hollow Bastion and all that other shit. Yeah, it it can get real bad. So long, I forgot. Yeah, 
it can get bad. I'm sorry, Chris, Chris continue. Yeah. It's just really funny. Um, just retreading. Escort missions, period. They suck in all <laughs> aspects. Um, battles that you have to win, like you're, you know, they make it a point you have to win. You actually win in the fight, but then the very next cutscene, you get punched or you get shot and you lose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like that's that's something that like I've I've always hated is like you know you could destroy a boss in a fight, but then here comes the cutscene and here they are like dodging everything and then they run up to you, gut punch you, and that's it. Yeah, that happens a lot in uh, Yakuza. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yo, listen, that yeah, that's most that's most of the game actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's you, like, just fighting through all of these people, but then in a cutscene, just, uh, you know, some guy just walks up to you, gut punches you, and you're to your knees. Uh, next up, uh, and, and James, I think you'll feel for this one too, mm-hmm. but tripping in Super Smash Brothers Brawl. <sighs> yes. What were they thinking? I'm so glad that it's gone. Why, why? Why would I trip? It's, yeah. I can't and like any other game that does that. And, like, their reason was, like, you know, oh, this isn't a competitive game, so we're going to add to, you know, we're going to make a reason why it's not competitive. Don't do that. Let like, why? My game. Exactly. Uh, and then also looking into just fighting games in general. Tough fighting game bosses. I'm looking at you, Shao Kahn. I'm looking at uh, you, Akuma, in particular. Arcade so Akuma? Ar- Arcade Akuma. What about Akuma in Tekken 7? Remember that? Yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've liked anything with motion, motion controls. I'm not counting VR, but like anything with like the DualShock pad or even the gyro controls i know people swear by it in splatoon but i just just not for me fam not for me oh yeah i don't like those either yeah i tried that it just doesn't work or um what was that that horror game on ps4 they just uh, they had like yes like you couldn't move oh yeah but you wouldn't yeah. notice until like you're in the middle of grabbing your drink or something yeah it's like oh come on yeah. man yeah i hate all of that I don't think it's ever worked in any game for me. Mm-mm. Or um, or uh, what's it? That Zelda game, Skyward Sword. Oh yeah. Where it was built around motion controls, and you had to recalibrate every five minutes. Yep. That's yep. Uh, good idea, but poor execution. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what a lot of these things end up being. Like, if you do it right, it works. But yeah. man, why do people I, don't? I don't know. This next point I have: Bat Tank. Get rid of it. The worst game mechanic of Arkham Knight. Bat Tank? Bat Tank. You don't know Bat Tank? That was literally the worst thing in that game. I don't even remember the Bat Tank. Exactly. See? You get to ride the Batmobile around the city. How was that? Oh, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. All right. Um, I have I have a couple more. Okay. Uh, games that have abilities that are basically annoyance removers. So what I mean by that is like, um, for example, uh, I think it was, was it Shadow of War, where when you're uh, walking over uh, items, you have to like physically walk over the item and then pick up the item. But later on in the game in your ability tree, there's a perk that automatically 
you you can like it'll sort of gravitate towards you and it'll pick it up automatically. Like why not have that as a default ability? I get it. Like why have to spec into that? Yeah. That's a good question. Not really a mechanic, but silent protagonist. Yeah. I'm not yeah. a fan. I'm I'm just not a fan anymore. And I don't really like I I don't I don't even like how Link is silent. Like I just like talk. Say something, goddammit. Like like emote something. Like it bothers me that Fire Emblem Three Houses kind of like half steps with this. Because like he'll say something if he's leveling up, but he doesn't say anything in the cutscenes. I'm like, what is going on? Why? Why do this? Yeah, why bring the voice actor in? It, exactly. It, it doesn't make any unless there's some narrative reason I just haven't got to at this point. Like it just doesn't make any sense to me. Right at the end of the game. <sighs> yeah, you're right. I don't know why I held out hope. <laughs> it's over, bro. Give up. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so a couple more. <clears throat> uh this and this brings me back to my destiny days. Uh-oh. Bullet sponge bosses. Like bosses like to the point where you have to sort of glitch the game to beat because the health pools are so big. Like if if I want difficult boss, I want like mechanically difficult, not artificially difficult where it just has too much health and could two shot me or one shot me. Mm-hmm. Uh, just bullet sponge enemies, just in general. Like I, I hate that in games now. Yeah, I, I feel like you get a lot of those in those uh, loot shooters as well. You know, I feel like they've gotten better though. Um, especially and like especially in Destiny's case where you don't have to rely on some sort of cheese to finish right. strike. Like you actually just you know make sure that you know you can just avoid the attacks and just gun down the boss. And then the and then bosses have mechanics for the most part now. Yeah, too often like they're they're used to substitute for actual challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're just like oh, let's just put a bunch of health on that, and you know it'll feel epic. It's like mm, not really, not so, really. I don't feel I don't, I I feel I feel like I'm more or less excited that I don't have to deal with the bullshit than me actually beating the boss. Yeah. Yep. And my last on this list. Is Sonic the Hedgehog 06 in its entirety? <laughs> what? <sighs> it wasn't all bad. What part was What part was good? Not that I like. I actually never. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I mean, no. I mean, really. Like, that, that's, I'm not meant to be snarky. I really no, like. I'm genuinely asking. <laughs> I actually never played it, so I, I don't know. I just I've just watched videos. Well, James. okay. I have played Sonic 06. And the the running part forward was good. Just the running forward Sonic part, that was fine. Everything else you could have left, that's fine. Yeah. I don't need so- telekinetic hedgehogs. Mm. See, but here's uh, the thing. It says, like, running forward, but God forbid you have to turn left or right, you're done. Yeah. That's what they added the bumper stuff. Generations got it. It's fine. I'm talking Sonic 06. I know. I'm tr- that's my boy. I gotta, I gotta rap my boy Sonic. I'm sorry. All right, go ahead. What, what, what else? What else was good about? I said it, I'm good. I got it. <laughs> you got it, Chief. You won. You won. Tap out. There we go. It wasn't a good game. It's fine. So yeah, that's that's that stuff that just annoys me. Grind my gears, and I I felt like I had to give like a good list because last week I only had a couple, and pretty much throughout the part I was like, yo, I want to add this, and I want to do this. This time, I've come prepared. I have a list. It was a good list. It was a great list. I appreciate that. 
hit a lot of the ones I was going to go for. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> See, and 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 that's and that's what I needed because last 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 week y'all took all the good ones. Mm-hmm. Right, but, oh yeah, I was gonna say, does anybody have any extra ones, or we can we can wrap up wrap up the section? I got mm-hmm. some. I got a couple. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, my time with Super Mario Maker has reminded me that I hate this auto scrollers because they're just mm. needlessly slow for no reason. It's not challenging. I just I just want to finish the level. That's a really good one, actually. It's like auto scroll yeah. underwater levels in Mario. Just please no, no. But I think the worst part about the auto scroll level is when you kind of get a little cocky and you're just riding the like the front of the screen because you're trying to get done and you get bopped with that random projectile out of nowhere. Yep. You gotta start over. Yeah. I'm with you. That's a good one. Those stupid cloud ships in Mario Three. I'll never mm. forget them. Um. You know, going on with the stealth thing. I want to go to Assassin's Creed specifically, those eavesdrop missions. Just, I hated it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you had to hide in this tiny circle, and you couldn't get too far out the circle because then you can't know. Yeah. But I want to stab them and be done with it. Yeah. They all play the same. Yeah, those tailing missions in Judgment. Like, I love Judgment, but those tailing missions were the goddamn worst tailing mission i think tailing missions just in general yeah yeah grand theft auto follow them in your car but you do close yeah oh yeah that that's a great yeah any tailing mission actually yes (laughs) they're really bad um yeah because that's the thing is that the developer is trying to accumulate you know all right well or or they're trying to assess how far, how close can you, a player realistically get? And finding that middle ground is just an exercise in frustration. Um, it's like you're trying to read their mind in a lot of ways. Right, because there's no real way to tell, like, what's too much. Right, in-game, like, right. In-game, right. Because I'm thinking about driving missions like that. I was like, why is my car suspicious all of a sudden? Right. Where, I still live like, off the street for some like, random person. We're in fucking traffic. How is my car suspicious? Like, right. there's all these other cars. Cars here, too. Why is he worried about me? It's it's stupid. In Judgment, there's, like, during the tailing missions, the people who should have absolutely zero reason to suspect anybody of anything, mm-hmm. like, they just turn around at, like, ten different points to, like, Make sure nobody's following them for whatever reason. It's silly. It's fucking silly. During your review before, (laughs) yeah, I remember hearing that. So so dumb. I hate it. Good game, but I hate that. Hmm. All Uh, right, we did time missions, yeah. Yeah, we did. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a bit of all. Yeah, I'm sufficiently pissed off. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, ooh, ooh. How about? Mechanics that are just shoved in there for the sake of having extra mechanics. As, as partially with like what I was talking about with like the like the stealth where they yeah. just sort of shove them in there. Yeah, just in general. That's the worst. Like yeah. dialogue options that don't mean anything. Oh boy. God. Yeah. Don't don't give me like three choices and they all the same thing. Don't. Looking at you, Mass Effect. Look at you, Fallout. <laughs> Looking at you, Pokemon. <laughs> You know how to run? Yes. Well, did you know if you hold B, you get to run fast? Yes. <laughs> I just told you yes. <sighs> yeah, stuff like that. It's not choice, guys. It's just lies. It's just lies. Don't lie to me. I paid you. Accurate. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like 
dang, I feel like last week we all got off the show feeling really good about music. Yep. <laughs> now, nope. now we're getting now we're getting off the show we're like, man, fuck everything. God yeah. damn. Why, why are we doing this? What why what is video games right now? <laughs> Maybe we can find some good ones that what about some mechanics people have done right? Like bad game mechanics people have done right? That could be next week. Okay. Yeah. Are we in on a sour note? Yep. <laughs> and with and with that, we're gonna roll out the red carpet. <laughs> Episode thirty one. God, that only one wanted. Put it back. <laughs> Rolling out the red carpet, James. Got anything for the people? Um, stay tuned, man. More content is coming to you guys on all fronts. Be it the podcast you're listening to now, or the YouTube videos that are coming out soon. Check us out on the socials so you can be involved in the conversations. Because uh, I want to hear what you guys hate in video games. And what you guys love in video games. And what you're looking forward to in the future. And stuff you don't want to see. Just tell us everything. Just, just come come vent. We vent to y'all. Vent to us. That's the why I'm looking at it right now. It's a community. We're all gamers. We all hate stuff. Let's all hate it together. Yeah, sure. This really has come out negative, goddamn. This Rod. is what you wanted! <laughs> Rod, you got anything for us? Uh, yeah. I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now. <laughs> um, but I, I say this every week. Go play some video games. Make yourself happy. Maybe don't spend 70 hours on Fire Emblem if you can't spare it, like me. Um, what else? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, really, like, it, it, we are, look, we're coming up on, what's coming out this week? Ori on Switch. Uh, some other stuff is coming out, too, like today, or, well, yeah, the time that this is this recording is coming out. Go go buy some stuff. Games are out. Movies are releasing. We're getting into movie season, guys, like, prestige movie season. I'm excited about that, personally. I've been slacking on movies. Oh, That's boy. We also have the, the CW-verse coming back in. The Arrow, Flash, we got the uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover event. That's going to be dope. I'm excited. Is that coming yeah. out soon? Uh, they're, they're actually filming it now. Okay. Oh, wow. I thought they were actually already done. Huh. Okay. Well, a lot of stuff coming down the pipe, guys, so enjoy yourselves. Hurry your wallets. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> it's going to get bumpy. Yeah. What about you, Chris? Uh... You see, this would be the point where I'd be like, yo, here, let's end on some positivity, but guys, stay beastly. Peace out. Catch you next week. That's how we're going to end it. And that's the next thing we don't like, as endings that just don't make any sense and just abruptly stopped. <laughs>